Phenomenal African Women UK. Welcome to ICE Talks, inspiring, celebrating, and empowering women connected to the African diaspora. With your host, Ebony Empress. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be great. So today I have the special privilege of talking to someone who uh, probably doesn't regard themselves as an expert, but I think has a lot of experience around parenting, working with people who, you know, are trying to be better parents. And we know that 21st century parents, well, they've got some work to do, but that's my opinion. But um, I'm interested in what you want to tell me about your experience of working with these parents, Chantel, because I know this is your area. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome to a conversation with Ebony about your parenting skills and, and how you empower, because the whole idea of this series is to hear how you empower others. And so I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to lots of other women they're also out there empowering in their own way. And so I'm interested in this area because, of course, I'm a parent myself. I never had parenting classes. I think most people never had parenting classes. <laughs> and it's a completely new concept. And I think we could have probably benefited back in the day from having some parenting classes, especially as I was a young mum. But, you know, you just go through and you do the best you can. But, you know, anyway down to you what made you get into this area but first tell us about you before you tell us about the work you know who is Chantel and and what made you even consider getting into this whole area okay um so um I'm Chantel I have two children I got into this because I needed to find work um with my children so basically I used to attend a lot of children's centers, which I don't know if every area has children's centers, but Hackney is really great for having children's centers, which is places you can take your children to go and play and there'd be focused activities there. You get to socialize, meet other parents and they would run particular courses and whatnot. And I was um, addicted to them with my husband. We'd literally go from one center, do a stay and play session and go to another one, um, wherever it was in Hackney. And this was our routine. and we absolutely loved it. It was really benefiting my children. So um, one of the managers of one of the children's centers asked me to become a volunteer for a short while and then they would pay me to run my own stay and play sessions. And at first I was too nervous. I'm like, I don't really know anything, but um, I was at the sessions all the time anyway. So for me to just organize it was, was a minor thing to do. And then um, I did a childcare course and um, and then I was getting paid uh, freelance to run stand play sessions for Hackney um, just a couple of days a week. And I was able to bring my own children along. And that was, that's just where it started really. It was really easy to do. And I knew how useful and how much I needed it. So I could definitely empathize and, you know, um, share, share that with other, other parents. And I'm easy and flexible. So anything that doesn't work, we can change, we can, adapt and what I tend to find more is is something parents need they need yeah, somewhere yeah. to go and someone to talk to opposed to just being in baby mode and and um what what I find is really important is um 
back in the day, we always hear stories like, uh, oh, you know, there was no manual to raise a child. But in this day and age, there's a million manuals. There are a million manuals and so much advice and the Google and the internet and mother-in-laws and old kind of cultural ways of raising children to this new modern ways of swaddle the baby, don't swaddle the baby, put something on their gums, don't put something on their gums. So much mixed messaging that um, I think parents end up feeling disempowered because they are lost in information and what to do. Oh, that sounds really interesting. So what kind of parents do you meet? What kind of people rock up to your centre and want advice and support? Okay, so initially um, you get some parents that are really confident that clearly come with a, a mission saying, look, this is what I really want to do. I need some tips on... I don't know, speech and language advice, it's my child um, delayed development. And some just come for play. Some, most, a lot of parents are really shy or not, sorry, I shouldn't say shy. What I should say is um, intimidated to come and ask for help, thinking that there's some kind of connection to social services if they don't know what they're doing. And um, it's so nothing like that at all. Um, um, so literally we have all sorts of people. I happen to work in an area that's Hackney's most deprived area. So, um, uh, and they, that it means it has the highest SOAs, which is super output area. So most deprived for e economic, education, crime, um, and you know, all of, all of the things that we know um, deprivation to mean. Um, so yeah, we're really trying to close the, um, close the gap. So when these deprived children are going to school, they get to attain and um, thrive as much as other children around the country. So I have done umpteenth training on um, um, parenting and nutritional advice and oral health and um, building stronger communities and helping parents build better relationships with their children and the community in order to lead a healthy violence-free lifestyle. Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe people will be listening and thinking, well, what kind of parent are you then? What, what, how has this shaped your life? Because it's easy to give advice. Absolutely. But, you know, have you taken any of the advice that you give? Absolutely. So that's, that's a good question. Um, obviously, all parents think their children are the best. Um, me and my husband did a particular course, a parenting course, when my daughter was one. So when I just had one child and she was one, we was attending these children's centers, they needed to make up numbers for a course. So we was like, we'll, we'll come and do it. And it was called Strengthening Families, Strengthening Communities. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. We didn't go because we felt we um, didn't know what we was doing. We just did it, but it was absolutely brilliant because um, it helps you think about things that you wouldn't even think to think about cultural, um, cultural and uh, the, the way that you were parented basically, how, how you were parented and how that, that parenting influences, um, how, how my parent being parented has influenced the way that I parent. And um, it just helps you to be much more of a conscious parent. And I think that that is the key to, to it all. There's no right or wrong way, but as long as you know that you're doing something consciously opposed to just um, doing it or, or being oblivious. So, um, I have parents, when we talk, they talk about um, that their parents were together, but they wasn't there. So they were there, but they weren't there. 
and a lot of parents didn't tell them that they loved their child or there was not much affection so then what we do is we talk about how if this is something that you didn't particularly like how you can change that and and, and in a comfortable way. As to back to with my children, my girls are, I have two daughters, 11 and 13 and more in Cairo and they are literally golden. I am strict, but I am fun and fair. All of our time is, is based around having fun and having a good time, but yes, they must do their schooling, schoolwork. Um, and, and that's about it. Be respectful, do your schoolwork, keep the house tidy, then, then it's all about them really. And so we, we can be silly and we can have fun, but um, they must be respectful. They must, you know, be pushing as hard as they can. And that's it really. Um, but yeah, I always get complimented on how wonderful my girls are. It may change in time. I appreciate that, but so far so good. You know, so far so great furthermore. Um, yeah, they're absolute pleasure. Absolute respectful, easy breezy children really really wow. good wow well i know the mom is easy breezy so <laughs> come on the apple doesn't fall you know far from the tree so you know they've already got that model but is there a, a model for perfect parenting because i think a lot of parents will look at you know training development you know for parents and be thinking well okay i didn't have perfect parenting but you know what i came out okay you know mm. i've managed to weather all the storms of, of life and, you know, my parents were messed up. So, you know, is there a model for parenting that's perfect and that can really support your children being, you know, the ideal kids? Um, I million percent cannot imagine that there could be such a model out there. Um, I mean, Winnicott says it himself, good enough mother. So as long as you, uh, there's the good enough mother you can provide the basics but then there's ways to just enhance your parenting and I think that a lot of these courses are really good at helping you to enhance your parenting or at least being a conscious parent parent in your child the way that you would actually like to there's so many things we just don't think about that um like the child's temperament and expectations what to expect from your child and when what uh cultural baggage are you carrying with you um and and yeah just what how would have you like to be parent parented and how can you make that adaptable for your child? Some people might feel like this is not necessary and we're just making our children too soft. Some people are more punitive parents. We've got the tiger parents, we've got the hovering parent. Um, they're, 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 there's no right or wrong way. So it's never a judgment regarding um, who's doing it right or wrong, but it's just about getting the results that you want. What are your values and how to implement them into your parenting? So, I mean, some parents, some parents like their children to just be free and you know do as they please without any guidance and discipline if that's working for your household then continue as you as you are so yeah it's more um, about preparing the child for the road because we can't change the road for the child yeah absolutely so i work for an organization called poor which is phenomenal african women really focusing on women from the African women from the diaspora, like any African women who of descent or, you know, from Africa itself. Mm. So those women um, are, you know, tend to be single parents. You do have a lot of married women, but then we have a high proportion in our community of women who are doing it, you know, all by themselves. They are the mother, they are the father, 
um, even though we'd love to have fathers present, they're not always present. What advice would you give to these women about parenting? Um, what I would talk about is um, circles of independence. So a really good, a good um, activity we do in strengthening families. So basically, sorry, I forgot to say, I became a facilitator of the course because I really enjoyed the course. So I've been facilitating now for five, six years and um, absolutely love, love running the course. But one of the, one of the components is um, circle of independence. So in this circle, you have yourself in the middle and then you think about who are all the people that are modeling to your child. So a really key point is, regardless if you like it or not, you are gonna be a model to your child and you don't get a choice in that. But what you get a choice in is how you model to your child and who else is modeling to your child. So you have a whole community just you know beyond yourself that is modeling to your child, be it the school, be it neighbors, be it friends, be it the shop man, police, whoever it may be, everybody else is modeling particular things to your, to your child. So it's about um, making sure that you have the influences around your child that suit your values and, and your core beliefs and, and how you want your child to be raised and how you're going to counteract negative interactions that your child may, may have. So that's the key point is about your parent and child relationship. Are you interested in your child? Do you know what your child's about? Do you enjoy being in your child? Does your child know that you enjoy being in their company? Um, that you want to know, you know, let's sit and do an activity. So uh, another key thing that we we put is special time. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Um, as for as for single parent, um, I, I I was grown, I was brought up as a single single parent household, and um, I, I feel like anyone can do it. It's just about having um, the right influences. You know, if you can acquire a village around you of secure people and secure influences. Then, then that's always going to be better for the child. The mum trying to do everything, I don't think is necessarily always possible. The mum may try exhaust herself trying to be everything, but you will never be everything to the child. So it's just about keeping their self-esteem high, their discipline high, their competency high, so they're able to navigate um, in the world. Okay. Do you ever work with mothers um, or women whose children have gone off the rails? So oh, teenagers yeah. who are difficult, you know, who are now, we know there are a lot of vulnerable teenagers who have been drawn into all sorts of community things like drugs, um, right. you know, and that becomes difficult for the parenting. How do you advise those kinds of women in that situation? I do think, I, I mean, there's no magical pill to just pull these ch children back in from the, um, you know, from their out there on the street. Um, I think the key thing is making sure that you have that tight relationship and that tight bond of your child and they respect you when you're younger. When parents think that they are um, spoiling their child or trying to give their child thing that they never had, you end up spoiling the child and people think to spoil the child is cute, but you're actually, spoiling is to ruin. You're ruining your child and you're causing them grief that they, they're not gonna be able to manage later on in life. So keep, your, keep the rein tight know what you want, um, not punitive, so it's, it's hard and overbearing, but um, I think these relationships build and grow. They, they're not gonna magically get it at the end. The child's not gonna magically respect you and get it at the end. It has to be, you're building that journey, you're building that journey. Get out of town. <laughs> uh, building that journey. Um, so um, once they get to, once we know that there is a, a phase where, where children don't listen to what you're saying, or not that they don't listen to what you're saying, but the main, the main influence is their friends and peers. 
we can't take that personally. That's just a part of a stage of development. But um, make sure that your relationships are tight enough that you can weather that weather that that time. And you cannot expect that if you didn't put in that the work when they were younger, that it's gonna just they're just gonna respect you. Unfortunately for parents, we sometimes think, oh, I fed them, I watered them, I gave the electric, da, da, da. but there was some nurturing in the gaps that, that wasn't done. And so later on now, where, where the parent may feel like they're supposed to be appreciated for this, it's, it's all this lower stuff that we, 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 we missed. So I think it's definitely harder to fix it. I do think children go for a phase and God willing, if they don't get hurt on the streets, then, you know, by the time they're 17, 18, 19, 20, it will, they'll start to see it and, um, and pull back. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, I agree. That was my experience because my son, he was a bit wayward in the early teen stage. But by the time he got to 18, 19, I was kind of starting to breathe. <laughs> and then he, you know, he's got into a wonderful career and he's doing really well. But, you know, it's it's that period, isn't it? That teenage stage when you're thinking, wow, I need to be in control. And yet you seem to be losing control that, you know, where parents, I, I'm sure, despair. I mm. certainly despaired, but, I, you mm. know, one of the things I thought worked for me was to actually go and do some training and learn about how to be a better mom. Uh, yeah. It wasn't parenting classes, but it was coaching with uh, a company that was called Youth at Risk. And so we worked with young people to keep them out of crime. And the yeah. skills I learned from them, I used for my son. You know, mm. so it's that. I think mothers and uh, parents in general just need to try and be aware as they can about what's going on out there so that you can work with your young people because you know what's going on. You know, if they want to be a road man, you need to know what's going on on the road. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. feeling. Yeah. But okay, great to speak to you. I think we've, we've covered some great stuff. Um, yeah, I think I've learned so much from you in the the past 30 minutes almost 30 minutes that yeah I could probably open up a school for parenting <laughs> <laughs> I've all probably had to bring you in to do the work but mate you're doing an amazing job I think I'm so proud that you know I know we went to university together but I think I'm so proud of the work that you do I think it's so needed right now we yeah. have a young a group of young people that I think are almost feared by uh, the parents but, you know, because they just don't know what to do. They don't know mm. how to handle them. They're not sure how to navigate those relationships. But I like what you said, start early building. Don't mm. wait until they're older to try to build those networks because it's too late, maybe. Well, yeah. I don't like to say too late, but I do understand. Luckily, there are things out there like Manhood Academy, Womanhood Academy, different yeah. things um, where people can learn about, teenagers can learn about rites of passage where you can quickly try and do an intervention. Yes. But, so yeah, I mean, it's about sourcing sourcing those kind of um, uh, you know, youth 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 um activities and things that may quickly try to distract them before they you know get taken by the road. Yeah. So can we leave a positive note for parents? Is yeah. there a positive note you'd want to share before we finish? Yeah. On on a positive note, I'd say. I mean, we we all made it through, and um. And, you know, hopefully we're all loving our parents again. And obviously we're all still alive. So um, this is just a different time, but this is normal. Re rebelling and and parenting is going to constantly keep evolving and changing. But, you know, the, the humanity has made it. So regardless of what happens and as culture changes, 
we will we will survive and we will thrive so just enjoy it and don't be so hard on yourself absolutely thank you so much for your time today yeah it was great i think you're a little bit concerned but i think you did an amazing job (laughs) sandra look i'm sitting here with like all these um books and manuals in case you ask me a question and i'm like (laughs) right (laughs) you didn't need them you didn't need them you did an absolutely awesome job you know what you're about and that's all that you need to share so i hope my listeners out there enjoyed it thank you for your time and goodbye Thank you for listening to Ice Talks. Invite a friend and tune in next time for real stories and conversations with phenomenal African women. Find us on Facebook, like our page and join the group. It's Poor Africa UK. See you there.